Ladies and gentlemen, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world and whenever you are tuning into this video. My name is James Porcelli. I'm Brian Thomas. And welcome to another episode of Ruthless Talk. Hopefully everybody is enjoying their Labor Day weekend as we are nearing the end of the summer. We are moving into the fall and into the winter and almost close to the holidays. I mean, shoot, Brian, it's going to be here before you know yeah. it. Um, as a lot of wrestling is still left to talk about, of course, tonight is AEW All Out. That is tonight in Chicago, as well as a lot of other uh, news that broke out uh, not or almost 24 hours ago. Uh, and that's uh, CM Punk, Phil Brooks being terminated, his contract being terminated, or in other words, being fired by All Elite Wrestling. Um, so I know everybody wants, you know, I'm sure is curious to know what our thoughts are in regards to that whole situation. Um, we are going to save those thoughts for uh, this coming Thursday's episode uh, when we do talk about AEW All Out. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that, for AEW All Out. That is going to be this Thursday. So we'll talk about this whole CM Punk situation as well as AEW All Out. But for today, today we talk WWE Payback that happened last night. But not just any other review. No, no, no. This is another edition of The Good, The Bad, and the ugly. So we're going to jump straight into it. There's a lot to talk about in this pay-per-view. But before we do so, I want to just go ahead and demonstrate the rules for the people who may not, you know, know much about this, uh, this good and the bad and the ugly review. So for these rules, uh, each match and each segment will get at least one tally. For every tally that does go into that ugly column, that will get crossed off into two, into two bads once we get into the final tally of this review. So again, you want to stay away from that ugly column because that could be a huge detriment uh, to what the turning point is for this said review. So once we finish with this review, we will tally everything up to see whether or not WWE Payback was a good or bad pay-per-view. So let's jump straight into it. There is no time to waste. We're going to jump straight into this first match. Let us dive straight into it. WWE Payback, September 2nd, 2023, live in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Our first matchup was a steel cage match between Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus. Match time from bell to bell was 20 minutes in length. Uh, match number one, obviously, I mean, as you can tell, pace was very slowed down. Um, at times, I know I actually liked this match for what for what it was honestly obviously the pace was slowed down it kind of took a while for the crowd to kind of get into it but man freaking trish stratus I i've said it once and, and i'm gonna say it again uh she just continues to prove every single week how phenomenal she really is mm -hmm. um I, I i mean her and becky lynch as well like i always say it takes two to tango but uh becky lynch hits a twist of fate you know cole said it was like an homage to to lita um, with that twist of fate, Trish Stratus kicks out. Uh, Trish Stratus hits a bulldog from the top rope, kind of a similar similar visual from the uh, False Count Anywhere match uh, with Zoe Starks last week on Raw. So I like that nice little visual there. Freaking freaking Becky Lynch took it like a freaking champion. Trish Stratus. So now they're brawling on top of the cage. Trish Stratus 
at one point was legit like hanging upside down. Like that's the that's the yoga. That's the yogi in her, Brian. I know she does like a lot of yeah. yoga, especially getting prepped for these types of matches. So that was like that was a pretty, pretty insane visual. I, I think that was definitely the point where this match definitely picked up. And I definitely think, you know, Pittsburgh definitely got more into this match as as it went on. Uh, Becky Lynch hits a suplex from the top of the cage. Now that that was probably the top highlight of this match. Again, man, this is Trish Trish Stratus, a forty plus year old mother. May I add, taking bumps like these. And I know there's going to be people that that they don't they don't like this feud. They, their feud is just not doing it for them. And I understand where people are coming from, but man, freaking Trish Stratus deserves all my respect in the world for the amount of bumps and the amount of stuff that she's taken within this feud, especially with this man. I mean, she she was just running on all cylinders last night um, as Trish Stratus tries to crawl out from under from out of the cage. Uh, Starks gets involved as she's trying to pull Trish Stratus out of the ring. Uh, Becky Lynch hits a manhandle slam. Zoe Starks gets into the ring as the cage was left open. She breaks up the count as Becky and Starks uh, they throw hands and then Trish Stratus, that's her time. Like, well, shit, this is the perfect opportunity to me to climb out this bitch and win this thing. As uh, uh, Lynch hits a manhandle slam to Starks. Um, and then, you know, Lynch catches up to Trish from the top of the cage. And then Lynch hits a manhandle slam from the top rope to Trish Stratus. And Becky Lynch wins this match. Post-match, Zoe Starks um, turns on Trish Stratus. So of course, you know, like, you know, Zoe Stark, she's trying to comfort Trish Stratus, trying to be there for her, delivers a massive slap to her face. I mean, just slaps the taste off of Zoe Stark's mouth. And then Zoe Stark's immediately, she approaches the cage door and she just shuts it. And then those two like kind of come to blows. And then Zoe Stark's hits the Z360, leaving Trish Stratus laying. Trish Stratus freaking sells it beautifully. I mean, there's been a few a few women as of late, Brian, that have been trying to sell that maneuver, people like Natalia and others, and it just really just doesn't it, it doesn't come off very well. But Trish just was just fucking awesome the way she sold that. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, so Zoe Starks, um, I guess you can say she's going into the baby face character. Maybe. I don't know. Do we see Trish Stratus once again? on Monday night on raw for tomorrow night and starting maybe this type of, you know, feud for Zoe Starks, you know, whenever the next pay-per-view is maybe fast lane or whatever. So who, who knows? Um, but Hey, I like the match for what it was obviously at the start of it. It was definitely, you know, it definitely kind of a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for. Definitely took a while for, I know a lot of people watching and a lot of people watching live to get into it, but the match got better as it went on. Uh, Becky Lynch winning, of course, is the right call. Trish Stratus and Becky Lynch did the deed. It's unfortunate, though, that this feud leading up to it, you know, just wasn't everybody's cup of tea, especially not being at SummerSlam out of all freaking pay-per-views, and they had to kind of push this to, to payback. Um, Zoe, you know, Zoe Starks continues to, you know, really you know, develop, you know, into her own, um, you know, I, I, I was skeptical of how or when they were going to do this turn, but the way they do it, I thought it was pretty darn solid. I would have maybe waited a little bit, you know, just, just waited a little bit to do the turn, but the way that they did it, I'll freaking take it. It was done very well. 
like I mentioned, Zoe Starks is really coming into her own lately, being a side of Trish Stratus and kind of being nudged into this feud. So I'll I'll take that, man. So I'm just going to go ahead and get straight into my tally. And Brian, I'll, I'll send this off to you. Uh, my first tally for Trish Stratus versus Becky Lynch in a steel cage goes into the good column, man. Um, I mean, again, nothing really bad that I can honestly say about this match at all. I mean, was it the greatest technical wrestling match? No, but again, it's a steel cage match. I don't think it has to be, um, especially with, with, with Trish Stratus. I mean, she continues to even at her age and I understand guys, she's almost what I'm over well over 45, almost close to 50 years old. It, you know, still, man, you, you, you can't, you can't criticize of what Trish Stratus is doing for Becky. And again, I mean, this is a non-title feud, right? If this was like for a title, then that would be one thing to be like, okay, like what are we doing putting Trish Stratus in a title match in a steel cage? But this is something for Becky. I think that she desperately kind of needed to be away from the title picture. Um, and yeah, I mean, it sucks that again, that the, the buildup to this match just wasn't, you know, just wasn't all there, but for what this was, it was damn solid and props to everybody involved. So Brian, your, your, your thoughts on uh, Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus in the steel cage match and your tally for this match overall. I thought it was a fantastic start to the night, man. I, I, yeah, I thought the match was really good. And um, even with a, with a, you know, maybe a slow start, like with cage matches, I, I don't mind that. Like, I, I think, I think in a cage match, it should be a little, slower you know just because yeah. just it's in a cage um mm -hmm. but yeah i thought the match was fantastic um you know it, it kind of yeah it really picked up you know when when uh trish was kind of hanging off of the cage and then that the superplex from the top of the cage but that whole ending sequence with with um zoe stark coming out there uh yeah that, that was really really good um and I'll even go, go far as to say this, you know, we talk about them, you know, they should have had this match at SummerSlam. Um, you know, that's a, that's a WWE creative thing, but for my money for, you know, throughout this summer, this has been one of the better feuds in WWE is, is Trish and, and um, Becky. Oh, absolutely. And, absolutely. Yeah, through, throughout this whole summer. Um, it's, it's really, really good. Um, they, they've made a star, you know, or a star in the making in, in Zoe. Um, and for somebody that was there, with, you know, with, with Trish's initial run back in the Attitude Era, like, I I would venture to say, like, this is the best work she's ever done. Like, especially yeah. with, like, character work and, like, storytelling-wise. Mm -hmm. Oh, dude. Like, yeah, this, this whole summer, like... Um, she showed me something that, you know, I, I didn't know was there with her. Like she's th this legitimately has been one of the better feuds to, to carry throughout the summer. Um, Trish has, I, I think shown us, shown me, shown the WWE universe, like another, um, you know, did, I, I don't know, a depth to her. Like, like I said, the, the character work and the storytelling right now, it, it, when she's come back in this, I'd put that up against anything she did back in her prime. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. And and you make a and you make a new star in Zoe. So yeah, I, all around, man. I thought the, the the match was good. The feud has been awesome. You got a new star in Zoe. So yeah, I'm I'm with you, man. I'm putting that uh, in the good. And I'm also uh, before I got to go back to that. I'm gonna I'm gonna put another good for Samantha Irvin, man. 
Dude, I got to I got to give a shout out to her, you know, anytime I can. Like, I, I don't know what her career aspirations are. And I'm sure it's not just solely to be, you know, a WWE ring announcer. But shit, man, at, at least for the, like the next 10, 20 years, if we could just get her at least just at the pay-per-views, like to, to announce the superstars, man, because God damn, she's awesome. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to give a good for her and a good for the, the start of the night with the match. Pretty good. Shout out to Samantha Irving. So yeah. absolutely, she is definitely phenomenal. Um, and yeah, just just my, my final my final takes on this before we get into this next match here um, is look, I, I know that there's going to be a lot of people, and I've stated it earlier that you know they're not just they're just they're, this feud is not doing it for them. You know they feel like that Trish Stratus is taking up TV time for other talents. But guys, th- think about this, right? What other current talent? that could afford to take that loss last night to Becky. You're telling me it's Shayna Baszler, right? <laughs> Freaking right. who else? I mean, Brian, I mean, th- think of anybody else, right? Freaking, you know, Indy Hartwell. Why, why just, just feed, uh, feed EO to her? Just have, have put the, right. the belt <laughs> Like, right, the EO Shirai and – like, guys, come on, man. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I get it. Like, you, you could be putting other other women in, in this spot other than Trish Stratus. That's a part-timer. I get it. But again, but it's, they made a it's, star out of Stark. Like Starks was in it too. So that's, right, exactly, yeah. exactly my point. So that's the thing. It's just like you can get people can get pissed about Trish Stratus being in this situation. But again, guys, she's here for one thing and one thing only, and that is to obviously, like you said, make a name or trying to build up Zoe Starks's reputation as well as help out the trajectory um, of Becky Lynch. That's mm-hmm. it. And yeah. she is the only person that could have came back, right, and did the deed for Becky as well as help out like a young up-and-comer like Zoe Starks. It couldn't have been Bianca. It couldn't have been – shoot, it couldn't have been Charlotte Flair. It couldn't have been freaking Io Shirai, Shayna Baszler, whatever fucking name you want to throw out there. None of those women on your current roster – could afford to take a loss the way Trish Stratus took that loss that does nothing, does no harm to her. She's still right. a legend. She's still Trish fucking Stratus at the end of the day, and it does nothing to her reputation, and it does wonders for Becky. And hopefully, again, we, we hope that this, you know, this leads to something for Becky long-term in, in the future. We'll, we'll see where, how that plays out starting Monday night on Raw but also for Zoe Starks. And again, is this going to work out for both of these women, both for Zoe and Becky Lynch? Who freaking knows? But this was a start, you know, this was a start to, you know, hopefully Becky, you know, this whole thing with Trish and Becky, because I know it's gotten a lot of backlash and it is what it is. People just are not on board with this feud just from the beginning, but still, you know, now Becky Lynch can move on. Uh, Trish Stratus, like you said, Brian, I'm with you. I thought she was tremendous throughout this entire freaking feud. And it's a shame mm-hmm. at the backlash that she did get. Um, and it's just, you know, and I think it kind of just, you know, they just don't understand like the work. If you really watch and dissect the work that she's truly put in. I mean, again, guy, watch the bulldog, the freaking bulldog that she hit, not just in this match, but in the false count anywhere match that she was involved in when Becky faced Zoe Starks, you know, mm-hmm. the freaking the the freaking the, the freaking uh, table spot when Zoe Starks decked her and she went through a fucking table. Like, guys, this is a 40 plus year yeah. old mother that's taking these fucking bumps. Like I always talk about like Shane McMahon, you know, Shane McMahon, he comes back and he and he does all these does all these crazy 
you know, spots, you know, in matches and stuff like that. I mean, guys, these people don't have to do this, right? They don't have to do this. They don't choose to do it, but they do it because they want to put on a good story. They want to do the best job they can to, you know, just to build something special, you know, and yeah. Trish Stratus reminds me a lot of that of Shane McMahon. That that's why I have the respect for Shane McMahon that I do the same way I have for Trish Stratus. Um, so again, everybody involved was awesome. Becky Lynch, of course, winning was the right call. And we'll see, man, with Zoe Starks. And I guess you can say Zoe Starks is now going to be in the babyface role. Um, and this is definitely going to be a test to see what Zoe Starks is truly capable of. Um, I have, you know, I have, you know, really, you know, liked what I've been seeing from Starks. I think mm -hmm. this whole feud has definitely worked wonders for her. And I think maybe working with Trish Stratus in an actual feud in a match can definitely maybe solidify her moving forward when this whole Trish Stratus thing, you know, with this whole story, I guess if that's what you want to call it, um, is all is all said and done. So right. very solid start, uh, very, very solid start to the show. You know, again, I can understand if people are just not on board with it, if they just weren't on board with it from the start. But hey, look, the one positive that you can say, guys, that it's done. <laughs> At least between Becky and Trish, it's freaking done. Um, but but yeah, man, very solid start to the show. And again, just more more good outweighed little bit of slight bad like and like you said, Brian, you know, I, I like when steel cage matches as well as matches in general, they start off a little bit slow, but again, you don't want that to drag on too much. You know, it picked up when it needed to and yeah. it got better as the match went on. So very solid from all women involved for sure. Um, up next, we have John Cena, the invincible man himself. Uh, he enters the ring, uh, his music hits, um, you know, he's pumping up Pittsburgh as the host of payback, you know, what's to come later on in the night. Um, he states that he will be the special guest referee for LA Knight versus The Miz and that whole match later on. Uh, the Miz interrupts and then like they just go back and forth on the microphone. Cena asks Miz for advice and freaking The Miz says, when they call you to be a merman on the on the newest Barbie movie, you say no. <laughs> just freaking The Miz, man. I've, and I said this before and I said this to... Uh, you know, somebody, uh, a, a listener um, that, uh, that that follow us, follow us on the Facebook group as well as the Instagram page, of course, watches these episodes. I said, man, I've said it for years. The Miz has always been so underappreciated, man. He really, really has. Sure. I mean, this dude, what he brings to the table when he's serious and when he's treated as such, this dude is really, really fucking good. But when he's a clown and when he's just treated like a freaking jobber, then it's just like, there's only so much that the guy can freaking do, you know, people making fun of his tiny balls and that whole shtick. Uh, but I thought that lat line was really freaking funny. Um, you know, freaking John Cena. He's like, Oh, have you got any other more advice for me or whatever? Like the Miz is like giving him advice. Like you need to be more involved and you need to dress the part. Like, dude, like you're, you're almost 50 years old and you still dress like a Teletubby. <laughs> Just, you know, um, I'm pretty, again, I'm pretty sure the rock made that type of, uh, made that type of dig but still it was still pretty darn funny um you know and then but yeah so they they they, they freaking continue to go back and forth um exchange some more words and uh la knight hits the ring and then that's when we start this match off um as it's la knight versus the miz with special guest referee john cena uh match time from bell to bell was 15 minutes in length 
Uh, the Miz attempts to walk away, and then LA Knight says, nah, nah, and he brings him back into the ring. Uh, Cena pushes both the Miz and LA Knight for not getting out of the corner, out of the ring corner for a count of five, as he, like, pushes them and shoves them back. Like I told you, like, Hey, I'm the referee, you know, you need to back out the kind of five. So they have like those little small little interactions throughout the match. Um, so, which again, I thought was, you know, a, a little nice touch and I'll get more into Cena being involved to this in just a second here. But um, so freaking the Miz tries to hold on to the rope. So he's in a roll up position trying to hold on to the rope again. John Cena just kicks freaking Miz's hand off, you know, and they go at it once again, and then Miz hits the uh, Miz hits a skull crushing finale after a slight distraction between L.A. Knight and Cena. Uh, L.A. Knight kicks out. Frickin' the Miz gains back control. He does the whole "You can't see me" to John Cena, and then uh, and that costs him as L.A. Knight hits the uh, he hits the elbow like the L.A. Knight elbow, and then hits the BFT for the W. And L.A. Knight wins uh, this match. And then I guess you can say L.A. Knight gets a little bit of a rub. Um, as he got, you know, a little, you know, salute from Cena at the top of the stage, you know, yeah. LA Knight stands oh. tall uh, once this segment is done. And then that is pretty much it. So, Brian, I'll, I'll have you start, man, and I'll get into my thoughts, your your thoughts of uh, this match between LA Knight and The Miz and uh, John Cena being the special guest referee for this match. Yeah, again, I mean, I thought another entertaining match. Um, you know, of, of course, LA Knight was going to win. I mean, the dude... Uh, you know, we, we've talked about this for months now. I mean, he's he's on a he's on a path right now. So, um, but yeah, what I'll say this about the Miz, man. You're right. Like the and I've said it before. Like the dude will never get the respect and the credit, you know, within the wrestling world that that he's really earned, just simply because of where he came from, where he started. Um, and that's unfortunate because, like, was it last week when he came out as LA Knight and cut the promo? I mean, dude. Like the last two weeks, like if if you get peak Miz, like that's that's who he is. That's how good he can be. And, and you go back and he's he's done, you know he's dressed like Hogan. I think he's dressed like HBK. Um, you know, and the Rock. You know, done and done all their sticks. And he's fucking good, man. <laughs> like he really, really yeah, is. Absolutely. Um, so yeah. That being said, I mean, you know, the whole. The, the promo, you know, before the match between him and Cena, I mean, that was entertaining. Um, even Cena coming back in this role as, as the guest or the host and the referee, um, I, I didn't mind it. I mean, it's, you know, I, I've, I've made my feelings about Cena well known. But, you know, in this case, I mean, you know, he had some, some comedy shticks. You'll see him, like, backstage later on. And, yeah, I mean, it, 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 was, it was all right for what it was. Um, and the match itself, yeah, it was a good match, entertaining throughout. Uh, and, of course, the right guy won. So I'm, I'm putting this in the good column as well. Yeah, and I, th I think that that's kind of like the most important thing, right? The, the, the right person won this match <laughs> at, at the end of the day. Um, and, yeah, I mean, look, I, 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 and I'm in the same boat as you. Um, again, the match was entertaining throughout, um, you know, John Cena being a part of this, here's what I'll say. I don't mind it at all. Um, again, it, it was entertaining. It had his entertaining moments with the exchanges, you know, in between the match. Um, however, you know, I, I don't think it's necessary to have John Cena there to give LA Knight some type of a rub, as that's kind of the vibe that I was getting. I don't think right. LA Knight freaking needs that. 
at all. Um, however, again, that's kind of the only the only gripe that I really have in regards to that. And I and this is just my gut feeling, but I feel like you're going to see a lot more of L.A. Knight and John Cena over the next couple of weeks. Of course, you know, Cena is officially kind of back, yeah. at least for the time being over the next two months. So I'm sure you're going to see a lot of John Cena and a lot of L.A. Knight together, probably in tag matches with freaking freaking what maybe Grayson Waller and Austin Theory on SmackDown or some type of shit like that um but yeah like that's just the vibe that I was getting you know that's you know again a lot of fans a lot of schmucks will use like try to sound smart and use wrestling terminology oh it's a passing of the torch and guys no no it's not it's not it's just it was Uh, just a quick yeah like to your point and, and WWE seems to like do that you know periodically when like and in this case, it's weird with L.A. Knight, right? Because <clears throat> usually when it's done, right? Like, I mean, The Rock's done it with Roman Reigns or Cena's done it with other people. Um, uh, shit, just Austin Theory last year, if I remember correctly. I can't remember if he raised his hand or probably didn't do that. But anyway, the point being, like, L.A. Knight was never WWE's guy. I mean, that's that's just a, a, a reality, right? And so now to have Cena out there kind of giving him that rub, like the, like, oh, now we endorse LA Knight. Well, you didn't fucking need to endorse him because he's already had the crowd chanting for the past nine months. Like, it's kind of, yeah, it wasn't necessary. Like, you don't need a rub from John Cena. Just let the star be the star. And you don't, it's almost like, it's almost like the WWE telling us, like, hey, you know, remember when the you know the Rock was the guy and Cena was the guy, and now they have to and we have to let you know now we approve of L.A. Knight. Like, eh, get the fuck out of here. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's like it's it's fucking bullshit. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. just again, that's just the vibe that I was getting at least from what WWE oh, for sure. was that was trying definitely to do. The intent. Yeah, yeah, is is definitely like, oh, here's a quick rub. You know, let's let's yep. use John Cena to give L.A. Knight the rub, and again, he doesn't fucking need that shit at all. Um, again, but that's the only gripe that I really have. And at the end of the day, Brian, like I said, at the start of it, uh, the right person, one LA Knight, needs to continue to rack up W's. Um, I thought, you know, again, and this was obvious also leading up to the match. This was kind of one of the few matches on this card that actually had some excitement leading up yeah. to it. That actually had some feel from the back and forths that both the Miz and LA Knight have had over the past several weeks. And of course, like I said, the right person won. So there's really nothing, I guess you could say negative or bad that, uh, about about this whole situation. So yeah. I'm going to reveal my tally for this match. LA Knight versus The Miz goes into the good column. So, and I'm pretty sure, Brian, that's what you have as well. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. as so far, all the tallies so far up to this moment um, are in the good column. And that's what I was thinking, too, as I'm taking my notes is obviously, of course, guys, when I go through my notes here, I always, you know, make, you know, I always kind of dissect to know ahead of time when we do record shows like this, like, okay, this was a good and a good column. This was also a good and the good column. And, and, And going into this next match, I'm thinking, man, so far, we got a decent little pay per view going. And that's when I hear Brian A Town down and that's when i immediately wanted to put 10 fucking uglies onto this fucking board um as our next match with all that being said our next match was ray mysterio versus austin theory for the united states championship 
um, as this match, I guess, was sponsored by Cinnamon Toast Crunch, as there was a bunch of Cinnamon Toast <laughs> Crunch fucking shit um, for a title match. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. I mean, I guess I don't know if that's the power of Endeavor and wanting to, you know, Probably, you know, sponsor yeah, freaking all of their man. marketing, you know, all their sponsorships and whatnot. But I, who knows? Um, theory, theory tries to rip Mysterio's mask off. During this match, Rey Mysterio hits the 619. Theory gets the knees up uh, from the splash, uh, goes for the A-Town down, um, counters that. Mysterio counters that. Mysterio rolls up Austin Theory. Oh, scratch that. Mysterio wins this match via the awe-inspiring, the ultra, and Brian, I do mean the ultra, devastating. Terrifying. Terrifying. The roll-up finish. And yes, Brian, it was fucking terrible. Um, Before I give my tally, man, look, here's what I'll say. And, you know, we had Katie Trey come on to the show just a couple days ago. And he talked about, you know, Rey Mysterio and him being a fan of Rey Mysterio. And, you know, of course, being one of those superstars that he kind of looked up to in, in his wrestling career, right? Guys, I'm going to make a really bold statement, and, and maybe some people agree, some people disagree. Uh, to be honest with you, I don't care, <laughs> but I'm going to say it anyway. I couldn't give two shits about this match. I couldn't give two shits about Rey Mysterio holding on the United States Championship, and I can't give two shits about this whole potential maybe Santos Escobar and LWO turning on Rey Mysterio and maybe creating a said feud. Guys, I don't give a fuck. And this type of match, you know, did not help things at all. It was a snooze fest. The crowd didn't give a shit. And to put the cherry on top of everything, Brian, it's Austin Theory gets fucking rolled up in a roll-up finish. You know, and again, man, another match. I always talk about this about pay-per-view matches. A match that I could have seen for fucking free on SmackDown. And that's it. There was no pay-per-view vibe. There was no feel. Nobody gave a single fuck. And that's all I can really say, man. Um, and yeah, that's <laughs> that's just it, man. I have so much respect and love for Rey Mysterio. But man, like, I, I just, I don't, guys, I don't care about him holding on to this United States Championship. There's nothing about him holding on to that United States Championship and what he's involved in that I can just that, that that I just can care about. I don't care. It and that's just, you know, it sucks. I like Ray. You know, I, I wanna see I wanna see maybe things develop between maybe Ray and maybe Santos Escobar, if that's what they're leading to in a turn or something along those lines. I don't know. But but guys, I don't I don't care. I just I don't care. I don't care about that. I don't care about Austin Theory getting another match for this title. A, a pay-per-view match that legit put me to fucking sleep. Like, I'm sorry. If that's freaking harsh, I don't care. Brian, before I get to you, I'm just about to make my tally right now. This was not bad. That's ugly. And that's it. So, Brian, your thoughts, my man, about this match? Yeah, no, I feel you, man. Um, you know, I, I can't... Here's where I'll just say it right off the bat too. I'm putting this in the bat as well. Um, not necessarily for the match itself. It's just you know as as we get into this card and you see the rest of the matches, 
this is just the one that stuck out stuck out that i mean yeah the crowd wasn't invested in it um I, I might be wrong here, but I mean, God, like how long has Austin Theory been wrestling, you know, it, involved in the U.S. title picture? I mean, it just seems like he's been stuck there for like three years. It, maybe it hasn't been that <laughs> it long. Fe- but it, feels, it feels, it like. feels that way. It feels that yeah. way. It's just, it's always a U.S. title, U.S. title. And it's, yeah, it's so, it hasn't worked. Um the crowd's not into it. it. That's why I'm putting it really in the bad. Again, like I said, it's not so much what they did in the match, although the roll-up finish is the fucking roll-up finish. But it's just, yeah, like, I mean, I, I can't really say that Rey Mysterio is hot right now. Austin Theory surely isn't. Um, and so, yeah, this this match, it was just, it was the dead part of the show. It, it just, that's just the way it worked out. Um yeah, could I, I? I'd be much more interested in something with Santos and and uh, Mysterio, but this, eh, yeah, I, I wasn't really into it either. Um, and then just with the LWO too. Did you see the shirts they were wearing that said PWO? Like what the yeah. fuck is PWO? I, I I haven't read much into that. Yeah, I I, I did see that. I, I'm not. I'm really not sure. Honestly, I'm really yeah, not sure. That, at all. That, that was kind of weird too. I, or not really weird. I was just like, what. It's interesting. Yeah. 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 Um, but all in all, I mean, it was, it was blah, you know? So yeah, I'm, I'm putting this in the bad again, not necessarily for the performance, just the overall feel of the match. The crowd wasn't into it. It was the one match on this card that it just sticks out. Like it just didn't, it didn't hit. Yeah. And it's also the fact that we've seen this fucking match. Yeah. Many times. <laughs> See, <laughs> right. that's what WWE just loves right. to do is to put rematch after rematch after rematch on your televised show and say, oh, let's take that same match and put it in, in, in on a pay-per-view and expect people to give a fuck. Yeah. And like you and like we both mentioned, you know, the crowd reaction and the whole vibe of the of the match just just proves proves our exact point right i understand like there's rubber matches right and there's like other second maybe third matches like trilogies that you know further a story but guys like there's no if there is a story then yeah right (laughs) fucking a (laughs) there there's there's no story that's captivating yeah they haven't built this as like a trilogy of matches or anything right it's just it's a nonsensical match that nobody fucking cared and again that could have just been placed on smackdown and you wouldn't have known the difference if it was if it was on smackdown if it was a pay-per-view match or if it's just another match on smackdown and that's it man um you know hopefully austin theory you know, I can't I can't definitively say it, but again, hopefully Austin Theory is just done with this US title. Just put him in something relevant. Get him something, change the trajectory of his character, get something different from him, put him in a non-title feud. Like if Austin Theory is gonna be on is gonna be on WWE television, you know, weekly and moving forward then you have to change the trajectory of Austin Theory. Sure. Right? I mean, this dude was, I mean, this dude was freaking ripped apart on national television by John Cena. Legit, guys, ripped apart, talking about 
adding additional crowd noise because nobody cares. And it's not Which just I'm because pretty sure they still did last night to the booze. And so I, right, I think yeah. they were doing that with him. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not just the fact of what he said. It's just the fact that everything that John Cena said in that promo is true. Everything that he said about that promo was true. And it's just overly exposed the kid. And it's, and, and something has to change for theory if fans really want to gravitate towards this dude, right? This dude cannot, he, this dude can't just be thrown into, into with, I don't know, because I can see it happening as well, thrown together with, with freaking Grayson Waller in a yep. tag team and think like, oh, yep. that's something different. He's in a tag team. No, this character, this regime of Austin Theory needs to fucking change yesterday. Seriously. Uh, yeah, we've but, you know when we've mentioned you know with the like raw stars like going back to NXT and like some of them make sense, some of them don't. Austin Theory is one that would make sense, like for him to go back yeah. to NXT, reinvent himself, and and see where we go from there. Yeah. Because yeah, this this isn't working. Yeah, not absolutely. I mean, no no doubt, regardless of what they do um, or how they go about things. Um, it just it just needs to change, man. Um, yeah. Whether that's yeah. just going back to the drawing board or just keeping them off just television for a little bit and, and sure. just working behind the scenes or something, you know, just try to really get something different going. Maybe talk, you know, what freaking Triple H, freaking any type of creative suit and tie back there. Like, I, I mean, it's just it's it's got to happen, man. I mean, it's just you know, I and even not just for Austin Theory because I can't really imagine deep down how Austin Theory truly feels, especially after that promo that was cut by Cena face-to-face in the middle of the ring. Sure. But Triple H and these suits and ties back there that just can live with themselves, throwing a guy like Austin Theory week after week and expect any different type of result. Like, it doesn't make any fucking sense. It, yeah. it, just, it, just, it just doesn't. Um and that's it, man. You know, I, I've been trying to give the dude a chance. And again, it most it, and it's some of it is no fault. All of it is all of his fault to his own. But still, things have got to change now, or it's never going to. And and yeah. that's that's just really it. So, up next, our next match is a street fight for the undisputed tag team titles. This was Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Versus Finn Balor and Damian Priest of the Judgment Day. Um, all four men just go right after each other, right from the jump when the bell rings. Uh, Finn Balor takes some terrible towels because they're from Pittsburgh underneath the ring, and he just steps on them and shit, getting some good heel heat there, at least for at least briefly some good heel heat. Um, you know, Kevin Owens, he takes off his shirt and he wears a Terry Funk shirt. So he's like, be- they're beating up Finn Balor with like a trash can over his head as they're wailing kendo sticks to Finn Balor. I mean, that's that's a Terry um, Funk spot right there. The trash yeah. can over the head. And- <laughs> I, I really, I really love that spot, man. That was really yep. awesome with the, the Terry Funk tribute there. So that was really, really cool during the match. Um, the fight then breaks out through the crowd. Um, Dominic Mysterio gets involved. You know, they gain the upper hand. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. So there was like a camera shot that was on all members of the Judgment Day. And then it just pans over to Kevin Owens and and, and Sami Zayn. And they're legit dressed up like hockey players. They got freaking hockey sticks 
and they're in the Pittsburgh Penguins attire. I thought it was freaking. I actually thought it was pretty freaking funny. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then they ended up, and they just just freaking start wailing on the Judgment Day with the kendo st- or with the hockey sticks. Um, and again, wearing the freaking jerseys and stuff. And again, they're Pittsburgh. They're the they're the baby faces. It gets and again, it, it little things like that, like Pittsburgh Penguins. You know, it's a big hockey. It's a big sports town. So I do. I like that, man. I like those little little details like that, so especially in a street fight. To where yes, professional wrestling. Even though we want it to be, we want it to make sense, and we want it to do all these other things. But it is zany. It is quirky, and do things like that. It just it fits, especially in a street fight. So I yep. I, I liked I, I did like that at that point of the match. Um, you know, Zane hits a, bl- a blue thunder bomb onto a pile of chairs. This is when they got back into the ring. Priest suplexes Zane through, also through some chairs. The chairs didn't even break, so that must have been a really, really freaking tough landing for Sammy Zane. That just that made my back hurt just watching it as the chairs didn't even break through. Um, you know, the fight escalates um, through the crowd once again. As uh, they go to the kickoff show desk, so they're rolling through the kickoff show desk where you know WWE does their like their pre-show or whatever. Um, and then that's once again Dominic Mysterio got involved once again. Uh, freaking Kevin Owens hits a swanton through a table onto Dominic, so he's on like he's in the crowd. He's like hanging onto a railing, like a like a railing from from the uh, from the front. Uh, or in the audience, just a railing, like a guard railing from the uh, from the uh, from the crowd, and he dives off of it and does a swanton. He actually missed. He almost missed the yeah. swanton. He actually almost really missed. That could have been really really bad, but he got at least a good amount of it enough. through the table. He got <laughs> enough. Let's just say he got enough. That's yeah. right um, through the table, at least for the time being. That took Kevin Owens out and pretty much took Dominic completely out of out of least the situation um as Sami Zayn knocks Balor through a table onto the outside Kevin Owens stuns Priest followed by a, a Halula kick and and then so Sami Zayn uh, he hits the Halula kick goes for the cover and JD McDonough pulls Zayn off of the covers JD McDonough gets involved um freaking Kevin Owens hits a pop-up power bomb to JD McDonough. Again, the table doesn't even break, so it's just it stays sturdy. And again, just again, it just looks so freaking rough when yeah. tables and stuff like that just don't break. Um, but hey, props to JD McDonough. He took it like a champion. Um and then that's when Rhea Ripley gets involved. Rhea Ripley just comes out of nowhere and spears Kevin Owens through the barricade. Sami Zayn then goes for a, a, another Halula kick to Balor. Dominic breaks up the breaks up the count or breaks up the pinfall uh, using the briefcase, using Damian Brees's uh, Money in the Bank briefcase, and then just with one good arm, uh, Balor places the cover over Sami Zayn and Balor and Damian Priest. Finn Balor and Damian Priest are your new WWE undisputed tag team champions as the judgment day um, at the top of the stage with all the gold in hand, as well as a briefcase as they are on the top. They are on top of the WWE mountain right now. At least that's what WWE wants you to paint that picture of as they run, not just Monday night raw, but the entire WWE. And of course you have Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens just in distraught. 
um, just their facial expressions. Again, that's just a little minor detail. I thought that was really cool. Just that them and their faces, facial expressions in that moment, I thought was a really nice touch um, from one camera angle. Once the judgment day was on the, uh, was, was on top of the stage. So, yeah. So the judgment day, they got all the gold minus Roman Reigns, title <laughs> and freaking uh, and Seth Rollins, world heavyweight championship. Right. Um, but this was fun. This was, this was a fun match, man. Um, I would have loved Brian. I would have loved if they would have even gone beyond the crowd, like go into the concession stand, shit go into the streets of pittsburgh like i really would have i would have taken this up tenfold if they really would have gone beyond the array like making it actual street fight but you know again but honestly that that's the only gripe i have with it outside of that um it was fun the crowd was into it and yeah man that's there's not a whole lot for me for me to really say is, you know, it seems like, and now with JD McDonough, so who knows what JD McDonough's situation is going to be. Cause he played a really played a really big role in this match, uh, yeah. pulling Sami Zayn off the cover. So maybe this, this win finally, you know, Damian priest finally makes amends with JD McDonough for the little assist that he gave him. So it's going to be, I guess you can say the curiosity kind of weighs, with that moving into Monday night raw tomorrow night. So, so yeah, man, the judgment day are holding on on to are holding on all to the gold and they stand tall at the top of the rampway. So Brian, your thoughts, my man on this street fight between the judgment day, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. I'm with you, man. I thought it was entertaining as shit, man. Like all the way through. I mean, you, you named like most of the spots here, but, uh, yeah, being a Baltimore, you know, from from that area and a Ravens fan, the the terrible towel spot. I mean, yeah, I love that. So yeah, that 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 was pretty cool. The tribute to Funk, um, the, the the hockey stick, you know, with the Lemieux and Crosby jerseys, the Blue Thunder power bomb to Finn Balor, like that was a that was a bump too. Where I mean, goddamn, yeah. he he was stuck solid on those chairs, man. Like, um. The Owen Swanton bomb from the from the guardrail, yeah, it just entertaining throughout. Um, and I'll even say with this with this match too here, I think the right the right team won. I think this was this was the right call. Um, and just me personally, like I, I didn't think Ko and Sammy would have a long you know title run. And you know if I. I, I, I want to say, like, even KO, I'm, I'm pretty sure, and I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he's probably dealing with some injuries here. So that might play a part into it, too, why the belts came off of him. And I wouldn't be surprised if KO's maybe gone for a little bit. Um, but regardless of why it happened, um, yeah, I, I think the, the tag team titles with Judgment Day, you got the money in the bank tension, you got the JD McDonough tension. Yeah, I love that. I, you know, all, all of that right now. And, and uh, granted, there's there's a lot of different stories and a lot of different ways you can go. And it's going to be up to creative to, to get it right or not or, or to make it entertaining or not. But um, for right now, yeah, I, I like them winning the holding on to the tag team belts. Um, so, yeah, we'll see where it goes. But I thought this match was entertaining as hell, man. Really good. So I put it in my good, too. So, yep. Nice. Yeah. And, and the one thing that would 
be really weird is that, you know, because because here's the thing, too, when it comes to Damian Priest and Finn, I don't really see them holding on to these tag titles long either, to be quite honest with you, especially oh, right. if they're trying yeah, to. Yeah. So that's the case. If if this was all to just put the titles back onto Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, which I see them doing, then that would see, just I be very odd to me. So that's the only thing, the only gripe that I would have, at least moving forward and what this is leading to, you know, if Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens gets a rematch and they win back the titles and I'm like, okay, then what was the point of taking those titles off of them? As as, as solid as a match as it was, like, you know, not even a month or not even a month or so later, they, they got the titles right back. And I'm like, all right, now, you know, and again, for story purposes, I would understand what they're trying to do. But again, I always talk about the prestige of the titles. Playing flip-flop with the titles like that, just not a fan of. And oh, yeah, I don't know. Part of I, me I, don't, feel... I don't think KO and Sammy are winning those back. I, I think they're probably... I, mean, I, I freaking hope so, yeah. Singles. Yeah, I mean, I would freaking, I'd freaking hope so. Um, but, you know, I mean... <laughs> That's just again. That's just my gut feeling. I hope yeah, I'm wrong. Yeah. You know, maybe that maybe this is maybe you know this is a a way for finally Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn to go back as singles competitors. But we'll we'll see. Um, yeah. I, I honestly can see you know WWE giving them a rematch and you know trying to further the story with the Judgment Day, just winning the titles back again. Right. That's just that's just my gut feeling. I hope I'm wrong with that. But that's the only. The only gripe I would have moving forward with this title change, if that makes sense, because again, yeah. I don't see because I don't see them holding on to these titles for that long. And if they are going to lose these titles, and if it's not going back to Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, then who is it going to be? And that's 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 going to be the million dollar question. Does it go to the LWO? That would be I don't know. That would just be weird. They feel like a bunch of fucking losers, by the way. That's no shade to the LWO. I mean, shoot, freaking. Rey Mysterio and Santos, they lost a tag match. And then the other members of LWO also lost a match later on that night on SmackDown. This, again, was from last week's SmackDown. So so if you're going to give the titles to to, LW, to a team like LWO, that would just be fucking weird because they have not felt important or dominant at all. So yeah. who would you give these titles to? Because what I think they're going to attempt to do is, and it depends on if it if it works or not, because it's so far it's off to an iffy start. But I think they're probably going to try to build the street profits, uh, you know, back up with, with with whatever they got with Lashley. But that's the only tag could team I, I could see. Yeah, could could be no could could be, and we'll and I and I have some stuff about the street profits, and and I spoke a little bit about that on our Facebook group not too long ago. But I'll save that for uh, for our next SmackDown review moving forward, as I'm sure there'll be in another uh, another big segment or another big uh, another some type of match moving forward on SmackDown this coming SmackDown. So I'll save that. Um, but yeah, man. For, but for what this match was, damn entertaining, damn solid. I wish they would have gotten a little bit more, had a little bit more fun with it, and really gotten like out of the arena and really would have made it like a a, a really uh, like a legit street fight go into the concession stand kind of similar to what Becky and Zoe Starks did not too long ago, but Hey man, um, overall damn entertaining, damn solid crowd was into it, all that jazz. And I'm going to admit, I'm going to uh, say this, Brian, I'm, I don't just have one good. I have two. 
Um, yeah. th- that that was damn good, man. Really, that was great. <laughs> Seriously, um, just everybody involved, you know, did their part. Um, the moment and the moment from the Judgment Day standing tall, and the moment of Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens in the ring. Those little minor details of victory and defeat, right? Um, yeah. Just everything that played, everything that played out in regards to the match. JD McDonough's involvement, uh, Dominic Mysterio's involvement. So you know. There's nothing, nothing bad I can really say about it, man. So with that match, that match definitely got back onto, you know, the right pace or back on the right track in regards to this pay-per-view. So we'll see, we'll see how this pay-per-view, you know, continues to gain its momentum here as our next segment, not our next match, but our next segment was the Grayson Waller effect uh, with special guest Cody Rhodes. As and I'm just gonna jump straight into it, man. Here, Cody Rhodes announces Jay Uso as the newest member of the Raw roster. As Jay Uso comes back, the crowd is hot to see him back again. He's got new theme music, as well as Jimmy Uso had new theme music this past Friday on SmackDown. Um, just kicks Grayson Waller's head off. As Cody Rhodes watches from the rampway, kind of like a proud father, like he's Dusty Rhodes or something. And, you know, that's pretty much it. So I'm guessing that's probably the first thing you're going to see, um, or at least one of the first, you know, at least one of those top segments for this coming Monday night on Raw is Jey Uso yeah. uh, making an appearance on Raw. So we'll see how that turns out. Um, interesting. And, and very interesting right. indeed is is the is was my first reaction. But yeah, Brian, I'll I'll have you start this man. Your your thoughts on uh, Jey Uso being back, being back in WWE, and being a new member of the Raw roster. Well, first I, I'll start by saying like I really don't know how to you know whether this is good, bad, or ugly. So I'm I'm kind of going to leave this indifferent. But I mean for for the pay per view and you know him coming back out there. I mean I popped. You know I. I I loved it. Yeah. I mean, sure. You know, I, I love to see Jimmy Oso back, but the part that gives me hesitation now is, is things that we've talked about in the past, right? Where now you're th- this bloodline story, it's getting so convoluted that shit, you know, I, I don't know. So, okay. Now he's over, over on raw and like, I don't know what, like him and Cody are going to have some sort of like, you know, partnership or something. It just, uh, I mean, I liked it for what it was in the moment, right? Grayson out there, the Grayson Waller effect, Cody Rhodes, Jey Uso coming back. I mean, yeah, that was a good moment. But going forward and storyline-wise, I don't know. I, I don't know. So it was good to see him back. Uh, but this this story is um, – I it just – I, I don't have the words for it, man. It's not as hot as it was. It should have ended by now. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see where they go on Raw. But, I mean, again, we talk about Raw and SmackDown and this superstar. that Like, they're – like what? So, you, you think, like, Jimmy's never going to be on SmackDown – or, I'm sorry, Jay, and then Jimmy's not going to come over to Raw. The, both things are going to happen. So, <laughs> Because what brand split? <laughs> right. Because right. what brand split? There is no fucking brand split. Jimmy can just go where they're on Raw and be face to face with his brother. Why not? Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, look. Here's what I'll say: is 
I'm not going to put a tally for this. Uh, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm kind of the same as you. I'm kind of like indifferent about it. But look, I I understand what they're trying to do, and that's you know we talked about it before, dragging this story out at least yeah. between Jimmy and and Jay. You know, at least from that aspect alone. And I guess you can say in this aspect again, you know, brand split. <laughs> you know. Just outside of that, you know, that whole perspective just thrown out the window, right? Keeping them separate or keeping Jay away from Jimmy, at least for now, is smart to do, but definitely was very odd because a couple of things. First thing is Cody Rhodes. I guess you can say Cody is making this announcement because we assume that Cody Rhodes is going to face Roman at WrestleMania. So I guess it's planting the seed that yeah. this is a little seed moving forward about bringing Jay back into the company or pulling some type of string, whether it's Adam Pierce or whoever the fuck it is. So that's what kind of comes to mind there. Um, I would have just had Jay just show up to Monday Night Raw in Charlotte. I, I, I would have just done that, have more of a shock factor there. Um, yeah. just show up on Raw and be like, hey, he's the newest member of the Raw roster or something like that. But because um, at first I thought it was like a trade, right? Because But Cody Rhodes never said that he was going to SmackDown. He just announced that Jey Uso is the newest member of Raw. So at first I was thinking there was a trade, but I'm like, he never announced he was going to SmackDown. So that was also kind of kind of interesting. Yeah. But, so, yeah, and, and we've and, and I guess with Survivor Series, you know, we talked about as well. And there's been rumors about it, of course. And again, we take these rumors with a grain of salt, of course. But you know, you know all what? of the that's, bloodline. That, God and damn a, it! That's the whole. That's the whole thing behind this: the Survivor Series. You're, yep, a Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, team. that's that's yep. what I that's what I that's what I mean. So that's that's yep. probably with Shea Uso being back, but not just being back, being on a separate brand that is Monday Night Raw is probably is the first you know hints. Or I guess you can say the turning point of what's to come leading into Survivor Series. Um, but no doubt, man, and I'm just going to say this, you know, look, keeping them separate is smart. I understand sure. what they're trying to do there. You have to keep them separate because ain't no way that you can have those two in the same building or in the same brand and trying to tell a story all the way throughout WrestleMania. It just, it can't happen. Right. However, man, you know, this storyline, as great as it's been for three years, and as, and as awesome it's been for three years, it, it has lost its steam. It's lost all, every single type of momentum you can possibly imagine. And yeah. it just... It's just, yeah. I mean, that's that's just the honest truth that I have for y'all. Um, I mean, just the feel of it from what we felt when Sami Zayn turned on Roman, the feel when Jey Uso turned on Sami Zayn, the same feel when Jey Uso turned on Roman, when Jimmy Uso turned on Roman, and everything for the past three years. And this is the lowest that this storyline has ever been since it started. And that's what I mean, man, about the championship that Roman Reigns is holding and everything that but not just me, Brian, but both of us have said for months on this podcast that 
the first chapter that should have ended, or at least one of the chapters that should have ended, was Roman Reigns dropping that fucking title at Mania. Because now you have yeah. to drag all of this out. And you're not going to see Roman probably until the build of Survivor Series. That's the reason why John Cena is back. <laughs> and that's, and you, know, you know what I'm saying? You know, trying to get people to be invested into, you know, freaking uh, pay-per-views like Payback, pay-per-views like Fastlane, as well as others, all the way up until Survivor Series. Because why? Roman Reigns is not going to be a part of it because they want to drag this title reign all the way out back until or up until WrestleMania 40. It's just the truth. Um, yeah, and here we are. I, I don't know if it was Roman or, or Heyman that said, like, you know, this is this is back, I think, maybe at Mania, uh, where he said something to, to the effect of, like, we're only in the third inning or something. Well, I mean, <laughs> right. right now it feels like, what, what are we in, like, the fifth inning and the bullpen's coming in and they're shit in the bed? Because that's what it feels like now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's just – that's that's just what it feels, man. Um, this, and it also kind of started, you know. And I know we haven't covered it yet, but freaking Jimmy Uso this past Friday on SmackDown, and how, you know, he got involved with a match with AJ Styles against Solo Sokoa, and at the end of the night, it's Jimmy Uso, like putting up the one, like wanting to rejoin the faction, and that's where I'm like, hold the fuck up. So. Yeah. You, Jimmy Uso, guys, was the first to initiate this turn with mm -hmm. Jimmy or, or with Jay. And now, all of a sudden, he talks about he like... He his brother the title, the, the match. He costs his he brother the title because he doesn't want his brother to turn into Roman Reigns, a vindictive manipulator like Roman Reigns. And now he throws up the one hinting that he wants to join rejoin solo and Heyman in the bloodline what the fuck are we doing guys it <laughs> right. does make it fucking make sense so and that's you know brian you and and i know i mean i saw the writing on the wall but you were the first to kind of like really just hammer it home and you know and it started at SummerSlam when this whole jimmy and jay split kind of started but now now the writing is truly on the wall after this Friday on SmackDown. And now Jey Uso is going to Raw. Could that be a good thing? Could they get back on track and maybe could work out? Yeah, who knows? But, you know, but that's the only way, Brian, that I can, you know, see things somewhat playing out if you're trying to drag this out to Mania. And that's yeah. that's really it. So, but we'll see. Um, we'll see. I'm sure... Um, you know, like I said, with LA Knight and John Cena, you're going to get a bunch of crazy tag matches with freaking Cody and, and Jey Uso. Maybe you get one with Jey Uso and, and Cody versus fucking, I don't know, the judgment because <laughs> yeah. freaking Monday night raw just loves to end the night with tag matches, right? All the time. Um, so who freaking knows, man. Um, so they'll probably try to drag that out being involved with Cody and, on raw and and then by the time they get to survivor series they'll i guess you can say resume that feud or whatever the the bloodline is trying to tell with jay yeah um who knows man um keeping them separate is smart but the way we've gotten up to this point is definitely odd it's very odd and and it's an, it's concerning i said it at SummerSlam, yep. brian you said it at SummerSlam. 
it's very, very concerning to where things could get ridiculous and things can just get off the rails really fucking quick. And that's kind of where kind of seems like where we're at right now. So, but, but we shall see as, as we move forward uh, into raw as well as getting closer into the fall and leading to survivor series. So we shall see. up next. We have Rhea Ripley versus Raquel Rodriguez for the WWE women's world title. Uh, match time in length was 18 minutes. So, Hey, they gave these two women some time. I was concerned how much time the, these women were actually going to get, but they did get a decent amount of time. Um, look, look, so the match was slow pace, which I liked, but it was pretty much a slow pace throughout the entire match as the crowd just never got into it. This match just seemed to kind of drag on and just never really gotten things into high gear as Dominic got involved. The only real moment was Raquel power slamming Dominic. That was the really only highlight that I can honestly give you uh, in this match. I mean, the match itself, right? Dice, like the match itself was fine. There was one little botch where uh, Raquel tried to power bomb uh, Rhea and she kind of like stumbled in her feet. She like lost her footing and she almost freaking she almost dropped Rhea as well as herself. Um, but outside of that, I mean, it was a solid match. But man, just the build up to it. I mean, guys, the fuck the the build up to this match was the fact that Rhea Rhea's explanation of 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 feuding with Raquel or being in Raquel's business because Raquel has been in has been in Rhea's business when freaking it's been Rhea being involved in Raquel Rodriguez's business. So this entire story has been fucking weird. There's been, I mean, this title reign from Rhea, as much as we love Rhea, she was showing love to China, by the way, with her fucking ring gear. I mean, she was looking damn good last night. Um, And yeah, the match was fine. But again, I even, and I said this about Ray and Austin Theory. This was, this just felt the match that just was not, pay-per-view type of feels and just again just did not just did not kick anything into high gear and it just was hard to really get into this match yes Rhea Ripley winning was the right call as she won via the riptide and collected the W no doubt it was the right call I mean you're not gonna lose to Raquel I know guys we we like Raquel we there's potential in in the woman but now is not the time to throw a, a women's world title on her and beating wow. Rhea fucking Ripley out of all people guys stop. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, there's, I'm not going to rip this apart because the women went, I mean, these two women went out there and they did the best they could for what they were given in this match. But I mean, guys go back and watch it yourself. The crowd, the crowd didn't really care. Again, the biggest pop maybe was probably Dominic getting power bombed. <laughs> and that was, that was it. Um, at the end of the day. So Brian, you're, 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 Overall thoughts of this women's this women's world title match between Rhea Ripley and Raquel Rodriguez. I actually like the match, but I hear what you're saying. I mean, the, the build was shitty, you know, or, or what what semblance of a build there was. Um, but I actually thought, yeah, like you said, the match was actually pretty decent. Um, the one thing that stuck out to me, really, and, you know, again, could be wrong here, just kind of like as I'm watching – 
you know, you, you said, because I was thinking, I was like, damn, they're, they're going like 20, 25 minutes here. What did they go, 18, you said? 18 minutes from bell to bell. Yeah, so I'm just thinking, now, of course, they have house shows and whatever, and I'm sure, you know, they're out there, but any Monday or, th- or, or Friday night, right, when's the last time, well, for, Raquel's never, as, at least on TV, been in a 20-minute a, a match. Uh, you know, when's the last time Rhea Ripley was in a, a singles 20 minute match? Um, so, I, I mean, I kind of noticed like about three quarters of the way through, man, it just looked like like both women had they were exhausted. Like, um, you know, they had given they, they were just spent. Um, and, and that's I'm, I'm not like knocking their condition or anything. I'm sure they're in phenomenal condition. The point I'm trying to make is like they're not given this time right and now you you throw them out there on an 18 minute match um and yeah like i I don't know if they just got spent got winded but it it definitely like the the um the powerbomb spot you were talking about uh like i think that was just like pure exhaustion like she just couldn't hold her up Mm -hmm. um but you know that being said i did think it was a good match um you know the whole raquel thing like I mean, yeah, she's young, but, uh, like, she's the only one within WW. Well, except Shayna Baszler, but they haven't they haven't booked it as such yet. But th- those are probably the only two that can match the physicality of, of Rhea Ripley. Um, so, you know, I, I get why she's in there. Um, she, you know, has did some impressive shit on Rhea Ripley, things that, like, no other woman is able to do to Rhea Ripley. Um, so yeah, all in all, I thought it was good. Um, it just, I think by the end, I, I think, and kudos to them. Cause I, I think they just really left it all out there and were fucking exhausted. At least that's what it looked like. Uh, but overall I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. And, and like, like I said earlier, I mean, the match itself was, was fine for, for what it was. It was just, you know, and maybe, and I don't know if it's again the fact of just how the match, how or how this match was booked going into it, sure. or just the fact of how Rhea Ripley's title reign has been built up until this point. But especially also being on NXT a lot lately, and just you know, yeah, I guess you know, trying to build up NXT ratings. But I mean, to me, and we've said it, Brian, before about NXT, it's like it's not doing anything for the women or any member of the NXT roster doing any favors for, for Rhea Ripley being on there. Um, So look, I'm going to give my tally here for this match. Um, I'm not going to go in the ugly guys. I'm not that fucking cruel. (laughs) I'm not going to, I'm not going to be that cruel, but guys, I I can't put this into the good guys. I can't. Um, It's just, you know, Rhea Ripley winning. Yes. It's the, it's the right call. I understand that the match was fine for what it was, but Again, the, the there was no feel. The match never really picked up until maybe until Dominic got into the match, and, and that was that. That's it, man. It just it never screened pay per view worthy to me about this match. And that's the thing too, Brian. I really feel like if you really put thought and effort into these two in a feud, it could really be good. I, I truly oh, feel sure. that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. But unfortunately, this is what we got, and because of that, this match is going into the bad column, unfortunately. Again, I, I don't want to have to do that. Um, but, you know, this is – that's 
that's just where I came to with it. Um, I would have, I would have put it into the good if a there was proper build going into this match, and b we've gotten maybe something after the match to get us maybe excited about Rhea's title reign. You know, something happens after the match with Rhea or with Raquel, something to get us exciting moving forward. But it's just Rhea winning the match, and that was that was it. Um, so that's that's why it's going into the bad for the most part. And the fact that nobody nobody in the crowd was was invested into it. They didn't care. And and again, I feel bad for these two women because they did put on a decent match. If you guys go back and watch this match, it was definitely decent for what it was. But but that's but that's just it, man. So so as we go into this final match, as we get into our main event here, as you can see, my tallies. Going into the main event, I have four in the good, I have one in the bad, and I have one in the ugly. So again, guys, those two that one ugly gets crossed off into two bads. So we are going into, at least for my board, going into this main event with four goods and three bads for this pay-per-view. So still, after everything I mentioned about Austin Theory and, and Bray Mysterio, after everything I mentioned with Rhea and Raquel Rodriguez, this pay-per-view still has, you know, by the skin of their teeth, they can still edge out to be a decent pay-per-view. Do they do that? Well, let's find out. Your main event is Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, the great Muda was watching front row um, for this match. Um Shinsuke, you know, all this pretty much the entire match, Shinsuke was targeting Rollins' injured back, as I guess that's, you know, pretty much the story that they're telling. Rollins is an injured back. You know, uh, Shinsuke is targeting that injured back, trying to gain the upper hand. Um, you know, so Shinsuke hits a landslide from the top rope, plus a Kinshasa to the back of Rollins' head. Rollins hits a pedigree. And then Rollins hits a stop after a few counters. Rollins hits a stop, not even a running stop. It was just like kind of like a nonchalant type of stomp yeah. to Shinsuke Nakamura. And guys, after that, just from one little stop, and again, there was no momentum going into the stop. It was just hardly one or two steps and was a nonchalant fucking stop. And Seth Rollins retains his world heavyweight championship. You know, Shinsuke is like freaking ringside being like, damn, man, I talked all this shit and I freaking lost. Well, fuck, <laughs> you know, that so that was just freaking weird. I was maybe expecting Shinsuke to like maybe rush into the ring. And but again, that would also be 50 50 booking. So that would be kind of weird as well. But still, I was expecting something, Ryan. I was expecting something like they cannot just have Shinsuke losing this in this nonchalant type of freaking finish. And, you know, and I get it. It's not a roll-up finish guys, but again, this is, it was one nonchalant freaking stomp and, and, and freaking and Nakamura's done. So that entire build for Shinsuke to make him this dominant, to, to make him feel as such was just for him yeah. to lose for, for him to lose like that. Uh, guys, I'm, I'm fucking sorry. I mean, <laughs> nothing happened after the match. You know, you would think that Damian Priest would take his or take his money in the bank briefcase up his ass and freaking try to cash in on an injured Seth Rollins. Get something 
you know, again, guys, we're waiting. And again, we're at what, Brian, about hour number four. We're almost near four hours into this pay-per-view. And you're yeah, telling me like after that. waiting four hours for this fucking main event for it to go off like that. The, f- yeah. the fuck <laughs> like what, like what, 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 what should I praise here? Because it was a good match. And yes, it was a decent match. I mean, I'm not going to say it was great or anything that was anything that I haven't seen before, but guys, like, I mean, first of I mean, first of all, Shinsuke just loses so simplistically and nothing else happens after the match. It's just, it was just fucking weird. It, it was very underwhelming. Let's just say that Brian, it was very, just an underwhelming finish to the match and a very underwhelming finish to the night. Um, I'm about to give my tally in a second, but Brian, I'll have you, uh, I'll have you share your thoughts, man, your thoughts on this main event between Shinsuke and uh, Seth Rollins. Uh, well, first let me mention uh, Shinsuke's uh, intro and the little video package. I thought that was, that yes, was that was good. Cool, yes. Man. I forgot to, yeah. I, I forgot to mention that. That was really, really cool. I like the yeah. fact that he has him talking in his native language you know, yeah. and making it that like cryptic type of, you know, setting. Like, I love that, man. And I hope they continue to do that for Shinsuke. Yeah. And we'll see where Shinsuke goes. But yeah, like doing little things like that. Freaking awesome. Yeah, I absolutely love that. I'm glad you brought that up. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Definitely cool video for him. And yeah, so this match. Um, yeah, I thought it was a really good match, but I'm with you. Like the look you know and i know this is just a fan in me and 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 whatever like it does it doesn't take away from the match at all the match was good but i mean if if there wasn't a time to like make the title change now and put it on shinsuke and you have the whole back thing with with rollins um yeah you're right it was just an underwhelming finish to the match an underwhelming finish to the night uh, I, I thought for sure Shinsuke was going to win this, but um, man, I, I don't know. Uh, so this one, I'm yeah, I, I'm conflicted with this one because I, I don't. It was just the ending of the match. Like every you know, the match was right. great. The intro was yeah. good, and I don't want to say it was bad just because Shinsuke didn't win. But but yeah, the way it ended, it could have been yeah. better than that. Right. Yeah. It's not, it's not just Shinsuke losing the match and listen, I'm, yeah. it's just, it's not him losing the match. It's how he lost the match. That's number one. And number two, nothing else happened after that. <laughs> Rollins right. wins the fucking match. Shinsuke is legit on the face. He has like a little freaking pout and he's like, well, fuck, I talked all this shit and I just lost. Like the fuck are we doing? That's just like, like what, why? It doesn't make sense. Like, make it fucking make sense. If you're yeah. going to have him lose, like, right, listen, we, we, I understand there's a lot of people that wanted to see Shinsuke. They felt like Shinsuke, this was the opportunity for him to win that championship. I, ne- I never really thought that Shinsuke was going to win this match. However, man, like, you got to make Shinsuke look fucking better than that, man. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, he wins via the most simplistic fucking ending to a match you can possibly think of. And, you know, and Brian, we, we, we spoke about it not too long ago about Shinsuke, you know, yeah, this is going to do great for Shinsuke and for the world heavyweight championship, which I spoke about, like, this is something that the world heavyweight championship as well as Seth needed and over and leading into it outside of LA Knight and the Miz. This was one of those matches where I'm like, dang, I want to see how this plays out and how the fucking night ends 
And what did we get? Fucking nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Um, yeah. And it's just, okay, great. Seth Rollins wins this title. Okay, you know, and Shinsuke loses. I don't care if he loses, but don't make him look like a fucking idiot. Yeah. Oh, well, James, he didn't get rolled up. He didn't do this. It's just, it doesn't fucking matter. You can't come up with a better finish than that. Bro, he had no momentum. Seth had no momentum into that stop. He legit just was on, was, was standard on two feet and just stomped his head in. You're, you're, yeah, that, when, it, when they it. counted three, because yeah, after he hit that, I was like, oh, he's kicking out of this for sure. Right. And, that's what yeah, I first I thought. Of, right. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was it, so, also like on commentary during the match. They, I, I think they mentioned like, um, so when did Shinsuke, I, I want to say he probably joined WWE like what, 2015, 2016, somewhere in there. And that was probably an, I mean, he started at NXT. Yeah. Like around anyway, 2015, 2015, 2016. Yeah. Somewhere around yeah. there. Yeah. So this was the first time. And now granted, not that many people can get these spots, but this is the first time he's ever main evented a pay-per-view event in since, since he's been with WWE. And, and to me, that's just, that's, that's criminal, man. Like this. So in, in eight years, like this guy has never, and this just kind of speaks to like, I, I think the more, this is what we're going to get with Shinsuke. Like he's they're They're not going to, they're not going to make him the guy. They're not going to give him the ball. Um, and it's unfortunate. I mean, cause he's, I don't know. It's just one of those things where he's not a WWE made guy. And simply for that reason alone, he's never going to get the shine and that's bullshit, <laughs> but it is what it yeah. is. Yeah. You know, and that, and that's the thing too, right? Like, you know, we said about it with Shinsuke, is this just a filler type of a feud for Seth Rollins? Because again, I, like regardless and again i haven't looked much into like this whole back injury and you know how severe it is is it just storyline purposes or is there maybe some truth to it that's that who knows man but still oh i'm sure there's truth to it yeah yeah i'm sure there i mean i'm I'm, there, there i'm sure there could be but obviously they want they want seth rollins to lose this either I don't know. Again, one of their bigger pay-per-views, probably a Survivor Series, probably a Royal Rumble, or shoot, probably not until WrestleMania. Who knows? Um, so I, I never really thought like there was no, there was no stretch of the imagination to where I really thought that Shinsuke was going to win that world title last night. It's just I never really came across even during the match. Like there was never an ounce to where I really thought Shinsuke was going to win this thing. Um, and, and that was fine with that, but just, again, just the way that he lost the match and how underwhelming everything was. And the fact that you go off the air with no extracurricular activity with nothing to get you excited going into Monday night raw again, maybe it's the whole Jey Uso thing. If you want to freaking just rest on that, that's great right. for you, but man, and I'm about to reveal my final tallies in just a second. I don't give a fuck. If this is payback, SummerSlam, WrestleMania, the Royal Rumble, you name it, man. When it comes to a pay-per-view, like you have to make the show feel and go off the air like a legit pay-per-view. You know, just because it's payback and it's one of these uh, what 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 do, what do people call it, Brian? Like a like a low tier 
type yeah, of pay-per-view or something like that. Or, yeah. To me, it's not an excuse, man. Like this is a pay-per-view that you have to put your time and effort into it just because it's payback and it's not a fucking WrestleMania or a SummerSlam or hell, even like a freaking in a Royal Rumble or a Survivor Series. To me, that's not an excuse. Customers to pay for it, right? You ex- <laughs> right. Your your you know your your paid customers are paid a lot of money to to watch this shit, whether it's on Peacock or on actual pay per view TV, to watch this shit that you're producing to your audience, and you end the show like that right. with just Seth Rollins standing tall, going off the air. Nothing about Damian Priest even cashing in. Nothing that makes Shinsuke look good. And just ending the show in the most underwhelming, just simplistic way possible. And to me, that's fucking bullshit. And because of that, you know, look, and, and I said this about Raquel and Rhea. The match was fine for what it was. But again, guys, I can go to a local bingo hall. And I can watch all the great fucking wrestling I could, or or as many as the great as many great wrestling matches I want. Doesn't fucking matter. Um, I'm not gonna put this into the bad. This went into the ugly. I'm sorry, and because of that, guys. And again, you know, pay per view. It wasn't like a landslide the way that this pay per view ended, at least for my board. But as you can see. My final tally shows by again very slightly, you know, nothing, anything drastic here, but very by the skin of their teeth. Somehow, some way, WWE manages to end the night off the way it did, and because of that, WWE payback September second, twenty twenty three was a bad pay per view, you know, and again. You know, just and just because I stated that it was bad, as you can see from my board, it could have gone either way. If people thought that this was a good pay-per-view, you know, I can maybe see where you're coming from to an extent. And if you thought that this was bad, I freaking hear you. You know, this wasn't anything that was traumatically fucking horrendous that we've seen from a lot of other pay-per-views. But, you know, but, you know, just and again, it's just little things like not ending the show properly or not making someone look good in defeat and little things, like a roll up finish, right? That's just nonsensical. That doesn't do anything for anybody can drastically shift a pay-per-view the way that me and Brian dissect this stuff. And, uh, and Brian, whenever you're ready, man, you can uh, reveal your tallies and then we'll, uh, we'll wrap up this show here. So whenever you're ready, your final thoughts on the pay-per-view and your, and your final tallies of, uh, of uh, WWE payback. Yeah, so I, I, well, first of all, I'll just go ahead and share it now. So I got six and a half in the good and one and a half in the bad. Um, so the half uh, there is, like I said, I think the Shinsuke Rollins match was really, really good, but the ending sucks. So I don't really know. So I'm just splitting that in half. <laughs> and also to get to six and a half good, that's also Samantha Irvin and a Shinsuke video package. Like those are two of the goods. So all in all, I still was mostly entertained, you know, throughout the night. The only, the bad, you know, things that I remember from it are, are the Mysterio Austin mat or theory match. And, um, and yeah, and just the way this kind of ended at, you know, towards the end of the night. So 
that being said, um, yeah, I, I mean, I wasn't like impressed. It wasn't great. I was just mostly there was a lot to be entertained by. Um, sure. So that's that's where I'm just putting you know all the stuff in the good. Um, so yeah, it, it wasn't. I don't know. It, I, I guess it's just kind of how I treat those like a payback, like. I'm not expecting anything great like a, a rumble or a mania or whatever. So all in all, you know, start to finish, I thought the show was pretty decent. Um, it could have ended you know, a couple of different, different ways in a couple of matches, but all in all, I'll take it. Yeah, no, no. And I definitely hear, I definitely hear where you're coming from. If that's what people want to feel about this pay-per-view, then that's totally fine. Uh, but if, I mean, if, but if, a lot of people know me, man. You know, I, I dissect these shows as fair and as honest as I can be. And this board <laughs> is as fair and as honest that I can be. Um, you know, I just have seen better pay-per-views. I've seen better oh, work sure. than what this company should and could be. And that's And that's just it, man. But yeah, like you said, there was a lot of stuff to be entertained by. Like we said, the, the, the steel cage match from the women – the tag match, the street fight was definitely I shoot, I put that as a great in this column. Um, so yeah, no doubt it was definitely again, it could have gotten either way, but it's always the little things, man. It's not just the matches itself, but it's just the little things that what WWE just loves to fucking do that just loves to just turn turn shit like this into the completely opposite direction. Yeah. And that's and that's just it. And then if I'm not fair, if I'm not honest to everybody, then Again, I, I feel like I shouldn't have this platform. You guys know me. I've said it before. But again, if you feel like that this was a decent pay-per-view, like I said, there was a lot of stuff to be entertained by. You know, with of course, with Jey Uso, I'm sure a lot of people are excited to see Jey Uso back and see what he has in store on Monday nights. So we'll see, man. Uh, we, we shall see moving forward because that's another different story as well outside of this pay-per-view to see where things uh, move forward starting Monday night on Raw tomorrow night. And that's that's pretty much it, man, at, at the end of the day. So thank you guys once again for tuning in to another episode of Ruthless Talk. This was our WWE Payback Review, which was the good, the bad, and the ugly. Make sure you guys stay tuned for Thursday when we cover AEW All Out. That is going to be this Thursday, as well as we talk this whole CM Punk drama, this whole CM Punk situation <laughs> from him being fired by Tony Khan and AEW. And yeah, we'll, I'm sure we, we're, we'll have a lot of thoughts and a lot of discussions. Oh, we, we're uh, going to light it up on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's going to be a lots to discuss with that. Uh, lots for, for the both of us to say uh, in, in regards to this whole situation. But we'll save that for Thursday as well as AEW All Out as that pay-per-view is tonight. I'm uh, pretty sure that's going on as this as we're Probably finishing started, up this yeah. recording. Yeah, it just started as we're finishing finishing up this recording. Uh, but once again, uh, thank you guys once again for tuning in. It's been a busy, crazy week of professional wrestling, but we wouldn't have in either way talking professional wrestling to you guys. Uh, but once again, make sure you guys stay notified. Make sure you guys stay tuned for more episodes to come. Of course, make sure you guys uh, also follow us on our social medias. Make sure you join our Facebook page as well as follow us on Instagram and TikTok. That is Ruthless underscore talk. And of course, as always, make sure to stay tuned for more episodes to come. And also, once again, I want to thank 
Katie Trey, once again, I know we said it uh, from last episode, but once again, thank to Katie Trey as well as Riot City Wrestling uh, for being a part of our part one of our last uh, episode from Thursday. Um, you know, thank you to both him as well as Riot City Wrestling um, for their time and being a, being a part of the show as that was a lot of fun to do. So make sure you guys stay tuned for more interviews like that as it's in the works, as it's uh, a lot of good stuff is, is coming y'all's way. So make sure you guys stay tuned for all of that uh, moving forward. So, Brian, your final thoughts, man, before we end the show. Oh, man, it, you know, uh, closing out the year here in WWE, man, I mean, there's, there's a lot of uh, things on the table, you know, particularly the bloodline. Uh, who knows, you know, the, the CM Punk stuff and, and AEW, you know, you'll, you'll get that comment, those comments, uh, Thursday from us, but man, it's, a uh, it's a lot of, a lot of bullshit in the wrestling world, but also, you know, I, I, I um, Rollins had made a, a, a statement somewhere. Um, and you know, when you really sit down and think about it, right there, you know, while there's never been a bigger wrestling boom than we're they're living we're living in right now. I mean, when you really think about it, you got AEW, WWE who just sold out Wembley, numerous you know uh, TV deals with different different uh, wrestling companies that just simply never existed before. So yeah, you know while while we we uh, you know critique it and we have our favorites and whatever and and a lot of it we don't even get to because there's so much. Um, you know, I, I just I appreciated that comment from Rollins because it, it it made me take take pause, I guess, and really realize that like, yeah, you know, I mean, there's we can complain about the bloodline and, and whatever. But then also at the end of the day, there's never been more more wrestling to um, to digest, to take in, you know, on a weekly or a monthly basis than there is now. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, overall, you know, I think wrestling is in a pretty good place. Um, but man, uh, some just some of the bullshit, some of the bullshit that we, we just, we just, we just you're never going to get away from in this industry. You we know? just need people to get their shit together, Brian. That's all we need to do. <laughs> right. No, and you're absolutely right. And shout out to Seth Rollins. I did hear that comment. But yeah, no doubt there's definitely, you know, not just from AEW and, and, uh, and WWE, but I mean, from like New people Japan, like Trinity, Trinity Fatu and Impact, you have, of course, Mercedes. Yeah. I'm sure she's going to be coming back at some point in New Japan and who knows, maybe AEW. Um, you know, you talked about the Bloodline storyline. And yes, yeah, so, I mean, there's no doubt there's a lot to digest. There's a lot of opportunities for a lot of fans to get invested into things. But mm -hmm. but yeah, now the step is for people just to get their fucking shit together. <laughs> that's, that's really, that's really it, man. Uh, well, that's, that's, the adults, that's everybody gets paid. Everybody goes home happy, you know? <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you guys again for tuning into this episode, everybody. My name is James Porcelli. I'm Brian Thomas. And your boys are signing off saying salute. Peace out. And take care, everybody.